When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we are once again, another blunt business on CannabisRadio.com. Make sure if you haven't done so, and I don't make this pledge too much, but I do like when I'm able to get more five-star reviews from all of you. We can always use more. If you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to leave a five-star review. Five stars rating and, and a review, if you can, really let people know about the program. It really helps out us a lot, a lot and really would appreciate that. In the meantime, I want to welcome back a returning guest who believes that New York State, as they start to grant the initial cultivator licenses, can learn from the legal markets of other states to avoid making the same mistakes along the way. And welcoming back to the show, the managing director of Alpha Root, Isaac Bach, here on Blunt Business. Welcome back, Isaac. How are you doing today? Doing okay. A couple of things. I appreciate you having us back. Uh, I know everyone's most important topic is insurance, so I appreciate the interest. Yeah, I think it's been about a year, four months, I think we had you back on. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and go through some recent news that came out. Chris Alexander, he's executive director of the New York State Office of Cannabis Management. He talked to Capital Tonight and said this, that the office is working on licensing retailers for the legal cannabis market with a prioritization on small and medium businesses. He said the first retailers are, quote, fully on track, end quote, to open by the end of 2022 with more on the way in the new year. So I want to ask you, what are the changes to be expected in the cannabis industry now that these cultivator licenses are getting approved in New York State? Yeah, I mean, I think the the big thing is, um, you know, the movement east of the cannabis industry, which is great. Um, obviously, the tri-state area in particular is a huge financial hub for, for most industries. So having the uh, cannabis industry here and operating is going to be a huge boost to, um, you know, the industry, given, you know, some of the struggles we've seen out west currently. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, New York state has been a little bit slower moving than some others in getting online, which, um, you know, has mostly been due to them taking their time and making sure things are uh, happening appropriately in their eyes. So, um, I'm definitely excited to have, you know, THC producing cultivators operational here in the short term. So more of what's being said about this is that the illegal market will still be a factor in New York. Well, actually, going now real quickly, just about the licenses um, of what you looked at, if there's a lot of issues because of the amount of money that's being spent on the licenses and what it really, I guess, benefits or premiums. If you could tell me what there is about because of New York State, the market and the amount of risk involved when it comes to for those in business ensuring one of these new licensees. Can you give me a little bit of background on that? 
Yeah. So in terms of the actual insurance placement itself, um, you know, there's not going to be much of a difference in terms of insuring a new business versus, um, you know, a new business in New York versus a new business in any other state. Um, a lot of the upfront financial risk that these companies are taking from an investment standpoint is by and large uninsurable. Um, there are things like directors and officers insurance to help protect the founders of the company um, from potential investor lawsuits down the road. Um, but from a property and casualty standpoint, there's not going to be much of a difference because it's operating in New York. Um, hopefully, given New York is a financial hub and a hub for the insurance industry, now that it's coming online here, um, if anything, it'll open insurance companies up to more, um, you know, feel more comfortable with the industry in general. One of the other things I also read about recently, and I noticed uh, Alpha Rules kind of mentioned in the story from uh, News 10 up in Albany, New York, they mentioned about a what does it call a conditional adult use retail dispensary applicant. And they were talking about the fact that, that the application itself was more complicated than what the board led the, led people to believe that one person that applied says that quote, you're applying, but you don't know if you're going to be in what region you put down preferences, but you can be in any region of New York state. I want to ask you then in particular about what region of New York you're in. If you're in New York state versus out, you know, upstate or somewhere else outside of the metropolitan? Yeah. So for, you know, us, given the fact that our office is based in Manhattan, um, you know, we see um, a lot of the retail stores that are here, um, you know, obviously have a sense of what that looks like just from a non-canvas perspective. I would say the potential for theft and other things given it is a metropolitan area will be higher for dispensaries. Um, you've seen that in major metropolitan areas in California already um, over the last few years. So I do think from a insurance perspective, property insurance, and particularly as it relates to theft, um, may be a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, the place in the city itself, um, if there aren't you know, major safeguards taking place by those dispensaries, um, but otherwise, you know, the retail licenses and everything else of that nature should be pretty standard from an insurance perspective, um, because carriers are going to look for the same safeguards across all of their dispensaries, um, whether they're in a city or not. And what's interesting in the story, you were actually, uh, you had a briefly got interviewed by them, uh, by News 10, the fact that applicants didn't think of insurance coverage, that they <laughs> overlooked it. And you're making a point that the application process is getting a letter of intent. That's the part of it. And you said then, and then I would say, quote, try to get it taken care of early because it is a line item expense. So it helps you with your modeling and budgeting moving forward. So, I mean, have you, as that part of the uh, kind yeah. of lead generation that you've had have been people that have been unaware of this? Um, so, I mean, obviously going through the licensing process, um, basically everyone on the application will see that there is some level of insurance requirements. Um, I don't know if you've gone to our blog lately, but <clears throat> every time a new state comes online, um, we are making kind of a post about it to bring awareness to the fact that we can help companies applying for you know licenses in various states, um, particularly New York with those letters of intent. Um, my point regarding getting it addressed early on, um, obviously you're not going to be able to purchase insurance if you don't have a business. Um, so if you're not awarded the license, you can't really do much from a procuring insurance perspective. Um, so what I was more saying is once licenses get awarded, you have an idea of where you're going to be in the state. 
um, you know, you start looking into what the requirements are going to be for your lease. Um, for potential partners, you should also have a conversation with us or, you know, whoever you might be going to for insurance, um, hopefully us, obviously, um, on what the actual kind of premiums will look like, what the scale of coverage you'll need are based off of your operations. So um, we've seen companies who are awarded licensed, they start going down the process of building out their financial models. Um, and then they realize they need to get their insurance in place. And at the last minute, it's, you know, can be a mid five figure to six figure expense for certain companies, depending on how large the operator is. Um, and they can take that into account. So it can cause some financial issues on the back end. So what I wanted to make the point of is, um, you know, insurance is kind of one of those things you're going to need for any business. So you should look to get taken care of um, early on in the planning stages. So you at least have an idea of what's going to cost you. So I just finished another recording, which will probably already, already have run on Blunt Business before this episode. And I was with Charles Olivacetti with uh, a partner of Vicente Cedarberg LLP. He's also uh, dealing a lot with uh, clients in New York State. And we talk, I talked to him specifically about investments. And he had mentioned about uh, some of the issues that were going on with people trying to seek funding so they can get themselves the license put into play and you know have the kind of money they would need for insurance as well. And you bring up that point as well in a blog post about finding the right cannabis investors. And you mentioned from jumping from angel investors or bootstrapping to a series eight investment can make you feel like you're standing on the edge of a cliff or parachute unknown. What I want to know is, have you had a lot of issues where it's been difficult for maybe clients that are working with you and going through the CUARD process that they're having trouble trying to find funding? Has it been difficult for them given the status of New York state and how much is going to the upfront cost that needs to be, be put in? Yeah, I mean, by and large, the clients who are going through the application process do have some level of funding kind of understood and committing. Um, so I would say on that end, it's been less of an issue for at least the companies we've spoken to. Um, kind of where we've seen the biggest issue as it relates to funding is there has been a um, little bit of a capital dry up going into not only the cannabis industry, but anything that's kind of venture back to begin with. Um, so that is kind of one of the areas that we've had to help clients with. Um, for early stage, you know, companies who are going through the licensing process initially, um, the hope is, and, you know, from what we've seen is by and large, they do have some level of funding taken care of um, to at least get through the application process and then start, you know, the initial stages of their operations. Um, you know, we do have a number of partners who are on the financing side. So if companies are interested in at least having a conversation with a potential partner um, on the financing side, we can look to make introductions for them, assuming it makes sense for both parties. Now, I wanted to also ask, going back to the story where Chris Alexander was talking about uh, working with licensing retailers for the legal cannabis market. Uh, I've talked a lot about the illegal market, the illicit market. Uh, still being a factor in New York, even with legal retailers operating in the Empire State, Alexander argues signing other states that have legalized cannabis that a successful legal market, along with enforcement, will slowly erode the black, the black market, he says here, but not completely eliminate it. And on the issue of people selling cannabis outside of the legal market, he says, quote, by jumping the gun now, you put your future in this market at risk, end quote. He's encouraging retailers to achieve stability by going through the legal route. And so when you see people that are going through this here, do you feel like the illegal market is going to also create a higher premium at some point 
because of theft and because of the fact that you have, you know, a competitive market where that illicit market is going to still try to be rampant. Yeah. Um, from the true insurance side of things, I don't think it's going to have too much of an effect. Um, you know, I'm not sure how, how much you've been walking around New York City lately, but there are uh, a number of uh, illicit dispensaries kind of popping up across the city, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and other bodegas and convenience stores selling things that they uh, are not licensed to sell. Um, Those are obviously not insurable operations at this point. Um, You know, they're not operating within the legal framework of the, of the state. So um, from an insurance standpoint, you know, carriers are not going to view that as part of the overall um, risk profile of a given region. Um, You know, in terms of other things like getting financing, um, like the industry's success in general, obviously that's going to play a role. Um, You know, if people are still turning to the, you know, illicit market um, for product um, as the end consumer, obviously that's going to impact the legal market gets up and running. So it's not going to necessarily affect what the insurance premiums look like, in my opinion. Um, but it might have an impact on the actual industry itself in New York. We're going to come back after a short break. We're going to talk more about what's going on here with the Office of Cannabis Management in New York State and what they've been doing and some of the actions they've been taking. We're going to talk more with the Managing Director of Alpha Root, Isaac Bach. The website, again, is alpharoot.com. Make sure to check out the resources, as Isaac has mentioned already, and we'll be back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. I'm here with Isaac Bach, Managing Director of Alpha Root here on Blunt Business. Now, the Office of Cannabis Management is also following the instructions set out in the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act, looking for applicants with prior business operating experience as well. And they're prioritizing, as we said before the break, small and medium retailers to help them grow before larger retailers come to New York. So talking about the pros and cons that those first cultivators are going to reach, they're going to have before the supply chain dispensaries are open. So when you're going to get these big box MSOs that are going to make their way in, finally get their licensing, you know, they might be able to get in early and not be charged so much insurance wise. But then once these bigger companies come in, the prices go up, right? Um, Not necessarily. I mean, by and large, insurance is driven um, strictly based off of the facts of the individual company. Um, So it shouldn't necessarily have too much of an impact on either end of this um, from an actual insurance perspective. 
Um, you know, luckily there has been enough of a claims kind of history throughout the entire cannabis industry from various states um, that carriers will have some sense of an idea on how to price things. Obviously, every region is going to be priced a little bit differently for different lines of coverage. Um, but I don't necessarily believe that, you know, larger operators are going to have some sort of massive insurance break um, because they're likely to be operating on a larger scale, um, which revenue figures um, total insurable value for property. Those are the things that obviously are going to drive the premium of the insurance itself. So the, the larger companies are still going to be paying more um, from an insurance perspective, even if they've been operating for less time. Are they going to be, do you feel like there still might be some things that the legislature or the office of cannabis management might add in terms of any other like excise taxes or anything else they might add on to just to try to, you know, anything where it can be just taxed on. Do you feel like there, some of these companies might see some other costs down the line anyway, just because the government might want to just take a little bit more? Um, I would assume so, given we've seen that in some other states um, over the course of the cannabis history. Yeah. It's hard to say where exactly those um, line items might come in. Um, but I would assume at some point, you know, the, the tax systems could be tinkered with. Nothing that has been put in um, the regulations to date will, um, you know, it's fully set in stone. So I would assume there will be some um, sort of changes over the course of, uh, you know, the early stages of the industry being legalized here. Imagine see that. Uh, Politico, they recently reported that New York State is the first to offer it's initial dispensary licensee solely to entrepreneurs with marijuana convictions. Of course, we've heard about social equity being a priority with the, the state with this act being put into place for adult use, a move aimed to offering an advantage to people disproportionately in black and brown communities harmed by the war on drugs. And Chris Alexander, we've already mentioned before, the director of Office of Cannabis Management, he explains that, quote, we think that leaning into folks who are not only justice involved, but have that business experience means that we're going to find a bunch of applicants who have gone through some significant challenges to still open and operate successful businesses. What do you think about this approach and which would definitely play to the state's advocacy of social equ uh, equity for those that might have criminal records or having this, even if it's expunged or not, is that something that might be a factor in terms of insurance risk? Yeah. I mean, I think, for certain lines of coverage, like directors and officers insurance, where um, the underwriters are looking directly at the individuals who are running the company, um, there may be some considerations made there. That being said, um, you know, the entire industry, including insurers who are comfortable with it, um, are, you know, advocates of the social equity um kind of plans of New York and other states. So I do think there's going to be some level of understanding and communication, obviously, between the applicants ourselves and the insurance companies um, in terms of, you know, what their history is, you know, what the reason was behind arrests, you know, the expungement, all those sorts of things will likely be discussed. Um, but I think by and large, it's going to be well received by, um, you know, us, obviously, as a member of the cannabis community um, and the insurers themselves, because it is important to kind of providing outlet for these communities that were, you know, adversely impacted um, in a much larger uh, proportion during the war on drugs um, to have them have access to the legal industry so they can, you know, provide a um, unique 
aspect of it. Um, so I do think it will be kind of positively um, viewed overall down the road, but there will be a few more questions I'm guessing carriers might ask uh, depending on the line of coverage. Within New York State, have there been any of those that have been uh, licensed applicants that are now working with you, uh, any new questions or any kind of new wrinkles that you've seen in the market that have been uh, not familiar, that's, that's uh, kind of something new to deal with? Is there anything you could tell us about that? Um, there hasn't really been anything of note yet um, that we've seen. Um, obviously, with these licenses starting to get awarded now, um, that will likely change by the time um, this airs, depending on when that is. So right. um, we'll definitely keep you abreast of any changes that do occur. Um, but as of right now, you know, in our initial conversations with carriers and partners in the space, um, there hasn't been anything specific I can point to. Um, but I do think that, you know, down the line, there might be, you know, a few additional questions carriers might want some insight on, but I don't think it will be anything, you know, overly restrictive or prohibitive um, for companies to get um, their insurance, given the fact that these are license requirements for the state. Um, and if the state's comfortable with awarding licenses to certain individuals, then the insurance companies should understand um, that they should be comfortable ensuring their risk as well. We're going to go back to one more break. I'm here with Isaac Bach, Managing Director of Alpha Root here on Blunt Business. Back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. I'm back with final questions with Isaac Bach, Managing Director of Alpha Root here on Blunt Business. I uh, want to continue just to go on the social equity for what we were talking about before the break. So Politico also reported that the social equity framework, which was set into law, uh, underpins the state's efforts to ensure those most harmed by the decades-long prohibition of marijuana and not just multi-state operators. That's at the center of the adult use program. The Democratic-led legislature pushed for the measure as part of the law, but it remains to be seen whether these steps will lead to a truly equitable cannabis market in New York or if it runs into issues that have befallen other states before it. So what do you think of the state's plan so far if we're going to get a proper makeup or good representation of those uh, licenses for those that are social equity, those that are multi-state operators. And when you look at whom is going to be knocking on your door there in Manhattan that will need insurance help, what do you think that's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I think on paper, um, it definitely looks very favorable, um, you know, in terms of what they're looking to accomplish from a social equity standpoint. Um, operationally, it's going to be very interested to see you know, how that progresses once this gets up and rolling fully. Um, I do think there, you know, it should, you know, at least at the start, um, you know, look pretty diverse and, you know, achieve a lot of the social equity goals. Um, you know, and hopefully New York can learn from um, some of the other states that have run into issues kind of down the line um, and how to address those. So I, uh, I, I'm hopeful. Um, it's always kind of hard to, trust 100% what you see on paper from any sort of legislative body when it comes to these sorts of things. So um, we'll definitely see, but I do think from, uh, you know, this standpoint of um, the getting up and running at this time, um, I'm hopeful that it will work out um, in a positive way. So we wrap things up. I want to go and send people, of course, to the website, alpharoot.com. And Isaac, just real quickly, take a minute to talk to our listeners, especially those in New York. If they're going to be now brought new into the space and for those that are coming into the space from other states uh, is there anything that you want to give in terms of uh, sound advice that they should know about and 
after that, just let people know where they can go and contact you and what kind of services you provide and how they can go ahead and get started with Alpha Root. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously, if you're not familiar with New York, it is a, u- a unique place, whether that's in Manhattan or, uh, you know, the greater state in general. So um, attitudes are going to be a little bit different than some of the uh, <laughs> other states the cannabis uh, industry is up and running in. Um, but otherwise, you know, I don't think there's going to necessarily be, you know, huge differences from running the business. Um, if you're an old operator who has experience, um, if you are new, um, you know, try to make sure you're taking care of the little things first and building from there. Um, nothing causes more headaches than, you know, forgetting about a minor detail, um, that can, you know, turn into a huge problem. So I'd say those are kind of the, uh, the things that you should be looking at um, if you're looking to get up and running in New York. Um, as it relates to us, you know, we're a full service commercial insurance brokerage spe- specializing in the cannabis, hemp and CBD space. Um, we've been working with companies in this industry since 2012. Um, in order to, you know, get in contact with us, you can reach out to, you know, our email address at info at alfruit.com. Um, you can hit, go to our website, alfruit.com. Um, we also just launched our new online application portal, which will make the uh, insurance application process a little bit easier, um, especially at renewal because all of your information will be stored. So, um, you know, should you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to our team. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've grown quite a bit since the last time we were on, um, and we're looking forward to helping service, you know, New York and the industry at large. Sounds great. Isaac, thanks again for being on with us. I know the, it's uh, one of those things where we get a chance to go ahead and catch back up. And with what's going on in New York, I really appreciate you taking time out to go ahead and give some clarity what's going on in that space. We'll continue to keep an eye on it and see how it goes in the next year. Thanks again Absolutely. for being on. Absolutely. I appreciate you having us on again. And, uh, you know, if anything else comes up, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. And we're always here as a resource. I'm sure I'll see it somewhere in my email somewhere or some press release will just pop along. Uh, Alpharoot.com, Isaac Bach, who's managing director. Thanks for being on with us. And thank you, listeners, for listening to another Blunt Business. We'll talk to you next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.